The expressed views of the guests on this podcast are theirs alone and not necessarily endorsed by the host, TWBC, or any associated sponsor. Conversations that are robust yet balanced, on point and to the point. You are listening to The Talk of Tournament Water Skiing. This is the TWBC Podcast. And now, here's your host, Tony Lightfoot. And greetings one and all. I am the aforementioned Tony Lightfoot. Glad to have you here on this edition of the TWBC Podcast. And thanking you once again for this support. Uh, especially considering that this episode is the 150th episode of the TWBC Podcast. And it's going to be a rather special one because I'm right here in the middle of the NCWSA National Collegiate Water Ski Championships presented by Syndicate Skis here at Tri-Lakes. And I have the, uh, the two managers for the two top teams in collegiate water skiing. I have representing the Raging Cajuns of Louisiana Lafayette, Ryan Gonzalez. Uh, uh, greetings to you, sir. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. And uh, the team manager for uh, Louisiana's uh, Warhawks in Monroe, Zane Nicholson. How are you doing, sir? Good, Tony. It's always glad to be back on the podcast and sitting here chatting with you. All right, then. So this is the episode that they said could never be done. Uh, the, 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 the two... The two uh, uh, Two managers for the two winningest teams in the collegiate water 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 skiing, and uh, and and first of all, uh, I want to know kind of your backgrounds a little bit in, into how you've gone into the positions that you've gotten into right now. Uh, first of all, Ryan, because uh, you're you're almost a complete newcomer to the sport uh, in 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 in, res- in respect uh, compared to some of the other skiers and managers, right? I would say newcomer. I've been doing this for 13 years now. Um, with I will full disclosure though say that I am not a water skier. I've tried water skiing a few years ago, tore my hamstring and hung it up. So, but yeah, 13 years. And your background is uh, uh, vastly different to that of uh, Ryan's, I take it. You've been involved in the sport ever since uh, you were uh, pretty much, uh, uh, well, well, I mean, you were a youngster, I guess. Yeah, no, I mean, I started when I was a little kid, and, um, you know, I grew up as a pretty good junior skier, and then uh, I went to college, did the college scene, and, and then, you know, I kind of I, I wound up at, at ULM, you know, because I had been coaching, and, and my coach career had kind of started to take off, and... Uh, the position opened up and and it, you know it seemed like a, a good fit for you know what i was trying to do all right then getting into the positions okay so uh let, let me let me go back to you a little bit because your introduction into the position as the manager uh of uh, louisiana monroe was under rather rather sad circumstances considering who you had to replace and the circumstances of that replacement uh, tell us a little bit tell us a little bit about that process yeah i mean we uh we had a little bit of a, a a rough it was a, a, you know like i said we had we had tragedy strike the team and then you know michael woodgate was a uh, you know, big part of the team um a huge part of, of 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 the you know the skiers loved him and and so that was you know kind of big shoes to fill and um you know i've come in and and i've tried to you know work with with with, with the team that we had and and, and you know bring in recruits and, and get our, our our numbers back up just to kind of start and and that's you know that's been that's been great and uh you know like i said it's been it's been hard to fill michael's uh michael's shoes but um i've really enjoyed you know being a part of ulm 
And part of this interview is uh, taking a look at the recruiting processes for both your teams, but I want to kind of direct the same question uh, that I directed Zane to you, uh, Ryan, because, I mean, the the team had been in existence long before you actually came it came into it. So what was kind of the circumstances that led you to uh, to take the position that you have with the Raging Cajuns? Well, when I started working at UL, I was working in the recruiting office, and I was the only out-of-state recruiter for the school and would go out on the road in, in Texas, um, Oklahoma, Arkansas, and they would always ask about football, 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 and I would always lead off with, you know, well, we don't have a, a great football team, um, but we do have a great water ski team, and um, when in 2011, when their um, head coach uh, retired, um, they ran an ad in the school paper looking for a um, sponsor coach and it ran for weeks and I finally called one of my buddies in rec sports and asked him you know hey what's going on with the water ski team it would seem like somebody would jump on this in a heartbeat you know they, they, they seem to be winning all the time and um, the guy basically told me that you know it's a hard position there's a lot of travel a lot of politics a lot of you know um, outside things to deal with um, nobody really wants to do it and I said well what if I do it until um, we can find somebody that's qualified and he straight up told me I am look as your friend I wouldn't go near that with a 12-foot pole and I said all right well sign me up I'll, I'll give it a shot and and here I am 13 years later still loving it <laughs> Uh, I mean, I mean that, that. I mean that just sounds absolutely incredible. I mean, and it and it mirrors a lot of other other uh, other stories that uh, people intend to take a position on a temporary level, then end up doing it for like decades on 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 end as well. You you feel you got enough left in the tanker to do it for 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 another through to the next the end of the next decade. I still have six fingers that I need to put rings on, so um, <laughs> as long as I have empty fingers, I will I will do my best to to keep it going. This guy is aiming to stop you, though. What do you say to What do you say to that, Zane? Yeah, I mean we're uh, we're rooting to to bring home number thirty. Um, we've had uh, our alumni has been kind of pushing behind us. The school's really behind us, so uh, you know we're we're working to to rebuild the team to to bring back that thirtieth title. Speaking of alumni, uh, we had a whole bunch of them gathered here today uh, for Louisiana Monroe, and also uh, by uh, by almost same token those of uh, Louisiana Lafayette. I mean, how important is alumni support within the sport zone? Um, I mean, it's it, it's huge because I mean we're not we're not a athletics team, right? Like we're under club sports, so the schools don't quite see us quite as much as they do. You know, as Ryan was talking about a football team, but. We are a big part of what the school brings, and, and the school does. Our schools, I mean, I don't know about, I can't speak to Lafayette, but our school does help us out. Um, you know, we have scholarships. We, we get helped with travel and things like that, but um, it's not on the, the grand scale of a, of a sports team at, at the school. So um, the alumni, you know, th their help brings in, you know, they help us on the, on the back end of the little things that we need that, that you, you know, the school might not, you know, the school might not uh, account for for that year. Um, you know, the alumni help us out with uh, a our alumni help with recruiting but also help you know with with some of those needs that we have around the, around the bayou and stuff at school all right then i, I refer to the same question to you ryan uh, because i mean uh, alumni support as important as it is to uh, louisiana monroe just as important as it is for uh, louisiana lafayette as oh, well oh absolutely tony we we couldn't do a lot of things that we do um without them and you know a lot of them were here helping out uh, this weekend with with food donations, um, you know our parents are, are 
are just a bigger part of that is our alumni. Um, Joe Spell uh, recently donated, um, you know, everything that we need to do to get a new boat for us and uh, keep that lease going every year so that the kids have a new boat every year. And, you know, we just we really couldn't do none of the things that we do without them. So we really rely a lot on them um, for their support. Okay, community outreach is a big part of that, isn't it? It absolutely is. We um, do a lot in our community to help keep, um, you know, the, the kids... I, I like to say I don't want them to become divas when they get there. You know, we get a lot of world-class skiers, and I like to keep them involved in the community to keep their uh, humbleness about them. And um, I think that it helps um, make our alumni continue to be proud of them, and the work they do in the community goes a long way to keeping them supporting us. Community outreach uh, from Louisiana Monroe, uh, just important for you guys as well, I believe. Yeah, same thing. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm working to uh, you know to train train my students not only to, you know a they're there to be students, but we're training them to be skiers, but also be better people when they leave um, after coming to the team. Um, I, I I think that that community outreach is huge, especially kind of in the in the areas that we're at, a little a little impoverished, um, you know, kind of the surrounding areas. So we can use our team and our platform and our reach out to you know to help help the community, which also then benefits us as the ski team. So I know like in Monroe, if our if our students go out and they wear a water ski shirt on there are people that don't have anything to do with ulm but are from monroe that know the water ski team love the water ski team so we're loved throughout the city and um you know so it's big i think it's very important that we give back to that yes certainly that presence of the sport in louisiana monroe is is definitely it's definitely a famed program i mean i mean people come up to me you know and i tell them about water skiing in louisiana said do you know that there was there's a university up in monroe somewhere that has a has a brilliant ski team said yeah yeah I'm, 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 I'm quite I'm quite aware of that so uh, so he's certainly done a good job there in in, uh, in gaining recognition it's taken a while for the raging Cajuns to get up to the kind of same level hasn't it Ryan it certainly has and and we're still you know at that point at the school you know you'll come on campus and talk to students and half of them will know that we exist and know that we're a great team and the other ones have no idea that the school even has a water ski team but you go out in the community and the community seems to know more about our presence than, than you know our students do on campus um, we do a um, going back to the community thing we um, every year for Veterans Day bring our boat and set up in front of Rouse's and do a uh, stuff the boat drive for our um, veterans to I've seen that, yeah. um, put food into the veterans homeless shelter and um, that gets a lot of media attention um, but again you get on campus and the students don't even know we exist and you know why I think a few more championships finally they'll start to wake up and realize that we're there and um, last year we became the winningest school in team history and that got a lot of attention as well so um, I, I always like throwing that in front of the football and the basketball coaches' faces, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, indeed. That's certainly, certainly something to, to hang your hat on. Now, let's talk about the cultural differences uh, between the, the athletes and the community in which they, which they arrive into, because the majority of the skiers that you have on each of your teams originate from outside of the United States and America, and obviously want to draw upon the difficulties of actually recruiting from within the United States to kind of fill your squads up. So, but first of all, let's, let's, let's address uh, some, of, some of the what maybe one or two situations you know maybe you can throw up as an anecdotal example as to you know someone coming into Monroe or to Lafayette for the first time and just trying to just trying to adapt you know and probably probably even some of them get a little bit homesick here and there you know 
Yeah, I mean, um, so I mean, I live on campus. So I, I mean, I interact with my students a, a, a lot, lot, lot more. Um, you know, on just a day-to-day business, like I, I, I think I'd, I'd definitely see my students at least six times a you know a week. Um, so if I do have, a, especially a student that's international that's new to campus, I try to do you know the little things so that they they do know that you know I'm there for them kind of as a family member because um, I do I am aware that a lot of these students don't have you know there's nobody that they can call if they really need something and I'm kind of that adult figure that they need so um, I try to let them know that they have that and, and get them involved with with people on campus and uh, you know I mean I have I have students that have come in that have, have um, barely spoke English um, I have to finish I had a Finnish guy that came in and my first my first year he could say his name and where he was from and now he is uh he's got a killer personality he's awesome all the people on campus i hear about him all the time and uh you know just it, it's amazing how he kind of came in and we got him in a good group of guys and you know housed up with the right people and um you know he he, he thrived just completely thrived a similar situation exists uh, for the Lafayette team as well because almost all of their team originates from out and outside the United States, right? Absolutely. And, you know, uh, uh, we try to conquer that a lot during the um, year when we do our recruitment uh, weekends. And um, when the kids can't come in for recruitment weekends, we'll have a big team dinner so that the recruits and the parents can meet the team and meet myself. Um, our team is very much a student-led team. I um, work in a um, in the veterans office at UL and I spent a lot of time in the office working with my veteran students so I do have to rely on my team captains to um, spend a lot more time at the lake with the students but what I like to do when the parents are in town visiting is get to know them let them know that we are students first um, athletes second that their kids will be um, expected to you know perform academically as well as um, you know on the water but we do like to let them know that in Lafayette and you know South Louisiana, of course, everything revolves around food and, and <laughs> festivals and music and try to get them cultured to South Louisiana as quickly as we can so, and let them know that you know even though you are far away from home, um, South Louisiana is a, a family-focused area and that their kids will be taken care of in that manner. Okay, yeah, because uh, the parents have, always, have obviously got to feel feel satisfied that uh, that they're sending their Absolutely. their kids into the best situation possible. Well, obviously, you agree with that, nodding your head there, as saying. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the big thing for us is I, I want I want parents to feel comfortable. Um, I, I want parents to feel like if they if they have something come up and they need to get a hold of me, that, they, that you know they know that, that they're going to call me, get a hold of me. Um, you know, same thing. Kind of Ryan touched on is um, I want my students to come in and know that that that, that I'm, I, I I'm a skier that has a college degree so I think that that is very important um, you know I one of the best things that I did in life was went back to college and finished my degree um, so that's what I tell my students as well right I want to help you get and push your your limits on being the skier and be the best that you can but I also want you to get that degree so that you have something once you finish or you hit that point of skiing where you know it kind of you know it's going to become the back burner and you have something to, to fall back on because that's a super super important thing for these young kids to have that skiing's not always going to be there all right then let's let's ha let's go into some of the challenges of recruiting from uh outside of the united states because they've got they got to have visas in some cases they gotta they they gotta have 
uh, you know, like addition, additional classes to uh, to be able to converse in English and all that kind of stuff. You know, so uh, so so first of all, I'll direct this to you to you, Ryan. I mean, uh, what kind of challenges have you had in the past in trying to get the these students from lands as diverse as England and uh, and Switzerland and Spain or what have you or France or you know you know get getting them situated in the United States but doing it uh, with with immigration law and what have sure. you. Well, um, going back to the alumni question and how our alumni help, you know, I've um, sent my alum, well, I don't say I send them, but I do have alumni all over the world, and when they go to their tournaments, they will talk to the kids that they know that we're recruiting. I'll send messages to them through social media, say, hey, you know, reach out to this person. We're really trying to get them to come on the team. But going back to my um, original status at the university, I worked in the recruitment and admissions office, and I still am in the same building with admissions, so I have very close ties to all of the admissions staff, especially our international admissions people, and they will do everything that they can to make sure that my skiers are, um, you know, pampered when they know that they're a water skier to make sure that the admissions um, process goes as smoothly as it can, help with their, you know, getting their, their all their forms signed uh, on time so that they can have time to get through their visas and be here in time to start the semester. Now, I'm going to ask the same question of you, but also bear in mind that in at least a couple of instances on your team, you've got skiers from, from countries right now that are, that are currently embroiled in some serious geopolitical uh, situations right now. So I'm sure that's come up in meetings and stuff like that, you know, uh, with the team and what have you, with administration. So uh, how, how does that play out there for you, Zane? I mean, our school works really good with us. We have a big uh, international president so um, you know I won't touch too much on what was happening um, abroad and everything I think you and I had talked about that in the past but um, the school had worked out with some of those students who knew that their family was struggling they've you know they made sure that they helped help their students when they needed it and uh, you know I mean like that the school has been really good for us so I don't have an uh, admissions background I, I started my job and I, I came from sitting backwards in a boat watching people water ski to, to doing my job now so we have a big international presence on school so they really work with me to you know to help me understand what's going on with the admission process but then as far as the recruiting side for me and getting people in is you know Tony I I, I do a lot of coaching I do a lot of TWBC with you so I'm at a lot of these events so you know I kind of know these students I've kind of known them for you know so as they're coming up to the junior ranks so we're you know we're trying to build relationships with people and you know I mean I think again the big thing is is we're having to get parents to understand that we're sending your kid halfway across the world and they want to know that there's they're 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 safe everything's taken care of and everybody's you know like that they, they can feel trusted with where their student you know where their where their kid is going to be for four years and obviously with the big foreign presence of skiers in each of your teams it obviously raises the question of how much you how, how much you recruit from within the united states to try to try and keep a little bit of uh, you know home nation feel uh, to your teams obviously that's that's kind of a struggle given given the amount of skiers and their talent pool you know from within the united states to actually draw upon maybe significantly smaller than it was like uh, like several years ago but i uh, but i would uh, draw that question to you ryan i mean uh, i mean does it kind of concern you a little bit that uh, they're not able to draw upon uh, uh, more talent from within the united states to uh, to keep it uh, 
No, not really, because we've always had a history of, of having, you know, a heavy international presence on the team. Um, the last couple of years, we've had more Americans than, than when I originally started with the team. Um, but we just like to give everyone an opportunity that wants to be on the team uh, the opportunity and we'll let the numbers fall with their performance um you know we we don't really try to select by country but you know when you have influence you know you have get a bunch of kids from canada for a while then you'll get a really good british kid and then the next thing you know you got a bunch of british kids on your team um you, you know get an italian kid the next thing you know you got a bunch of italians on your team so it all goes back to those uh, alumni helping recruit you know their their fellow countrymen so we don't really shop around by country we shop around by scores and academic performance a similar situation exists for you I take it Zane um, I mean since I've been at school I've had this is my this year I've had a bunch of I've had several Americans join the team in the last couple of years um, I also when I started I had a lot of American um, you know parents and students say that they didn't think that their their student could go to school because we had such an international presence over the years um, my thing is is I'm trying to bring in students that want to come water ski um, you, you've got a coach there that my, my sole job title is to, to coach the water ski team so I'm, I'm there to be able to drive the boat so we can kind of run it a little more ski school-esque so we can have people there and I like having you know a, a good good broad people to come through and uh, you know we'd love to have more Americans come check us out because it's it's you know I, our, our team was built on you know people from Louisiana so um, you know we're, we're, we're working to have a, a good international balance I think for us right now is uh, we were just trying to get the word out that that the you know the American students yes we do want you to come to ULM and, and yes we we would like to have you on the team all right we're going to round off this podcast in a moment or two but typically the question uh, there are two questions I asked towards the end uh, obviously, obviously thanks and what have you right to the very end but the typical question that I ask is where do you see this sport of collegiate water skin and maybe your teams in five years from now Ryan I think honestly um I see five more championships in our future. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay, over to you. Yeah, I mean, our team's just got a bunch of kids that are super passionate about water skiing. And, Tony, I think if you know me, um, you know, there's one thing that I think anybody at the lake will tell you that I am super passionate about water skiing. Um, so I bring that every day when I wake up in the morning, and I think my my 15 students that I have right now are bringing that, and uh, I think that that culture that we have is, is building. So I think if you give it five years, I I, I do think that we're going to have you know the, all, the students that are going to be there, and and we're going to get that number 30. It's coming it's coming sooner than people think. So, um, but it's it's on the way. All right then, thanks are uh, given to. Uh, who do you want to give thanks to, typically? Uh, uh, I just want to thank, you know, all of my support team, Harry, Parker, Aaron, all of my skiers, the parents this this weekend have just been amazing. Um, the, my support at school, um, you know, everybody, I, and I do want to give a, a thank you to you and the TWBC as well. It really helps me out so much um, that I can sit at home and, and watch the broadcast and watch my skiers all over the world and and not only that but watch the up-and-coming skiers and the juniors knowing who who we need to start recruiting so yeah really thanks a lot to twbc and all the work that you guys do okay and uh final one final one uh who do you want to thank 
Man, there's tons of people to thank. Um, you know, again, I I would like to thank ULM just for giving me the opportunity to come in and work with the students. Um, you know, that's been huge. Our alumni has been been great to us, so I'd like to thank them. Um, you know, again, shout out to you for for doing what you do, and uh, and and yeah, you know, just if I want to give thanks real quick for this year, I got to give thanks to a couple of the people on my team. My GA has been there, Leah Miramont has been there, and and saved my rear end a few times when I needed some help. Uh-huh. Um, I've got my two captains, Ryan Shipper and and Carter Lucas, and they have been phenomenal, keeping the team, you know, getting everybody, having everything going, and then um, you know, my little hard worker, Sandra Stahlhelm, he is uh, he's right there when I need when I need things. And, and and it's the hard work. He's always there, you know, working his rear end off to make sure the team gets going. And you know, without without those and and the whole team, the whole team's been great. But without those four particular, um, you know, this season wouldn't be as good as it was. All right then, and that concludes. The ep- ep- oh, uh, I'd like to give one more um, big thank you and shout out to Jay and Allie and the whole crew here at Bennett's. They have just been amazing. Everything is running so smoothly and so fast paced this weekend. It, it's just been amazing. Amazing and great, great job to them. Yep, I, I, I concur. All right, then, and that concludes episode 150 of the TWBC podcast. Uh, great to have Ryan Gonzalez for Louisiana's Raging Cajuns and Zane Nicholson for Louisiana's Warhawks here on this very, very special episode. And until next time, this is Tony Lightfoot saying, Ciao for now. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the TWBC podcast. Be sure to check out our website at waterskibroadcasting.com. Links to our presence on major social media platforms can be found there, as well as updates to our webcast and this podcast. Duplication or rebroadcasting of this broadcast without written consent of TWBC is prohibited. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform and be sure to join us next time for the next edition of the TWBC Podcast.